Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. This is the Minnesota Tim Podcast, and it's Wednesday morning, which means Jake's Takes is here with the Minnesota Tim. And uh, I was actually just looking at the school delays because there's a little wintry weather mix. And um, you mentioned that you're two hours behind late this morning because of the wintry weathery mix. And um, I was curious because there's a certain school or schools, maybe, with a certain brand, okay, that they will not close regardless or be late regardless of the circumstances unless literally every school bus falls off the road. Well, Jake, first, thank you for joining the podcast this morning. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to see your face. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that there were surrounding schools like Litchfield. It's a surrounding school, sort of. But uh, Lester Prairie is two hours late. Delano is two hours late. Howard Lake Waverly Winstead is two hours late. Clanco Silver Lake Hutchinson, all these schools are two hours late. There is one school that is not two hours late. Watertown Mayor High mm. School. Get your butts out of bed and get there by the 810 bell. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that is one. So today's the day. Yeah, being a new teacher in Litchfield is having its perk because driving 50 minutes with no two hours late, that'd be a grind today. So props to, I guess, my decision to leave. <laughs> <laughs> props to the opening. Plus, I mean, but hey, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think it's just they're tougher? Do you I think? Tough. I don't, I don't know if you'd characterize that as tough. Or uh, just a willingness to get to school on time, no matter. It's a dedication to education, maybe? A dedication dedication to education. Wow, that is good. That is good. I remember back in the day. So now these days, you I just pulled it up on Fox 9 News to see what uh, schools were closed. But there is no feeling like the feeling of turning on the television in the morning before the cell phones told you everything and turning on one of the news stations. 
and you turn it on, you look at the bottom ticker, you're waiting for your school to come across. And the most frustrating part about all of this was that like, if you turn it on and you got it on the A's, okay, because it goes in alphabetical order. And you got to wait all the way until the W's just for your school to show up. Mm-hmm. And it takes literally 15 minutes for that to come across. And you see the surrounding schools like Delano, Mary Lutheran, Lester Prairie, uh, Glencoe, whatever. And all of these schools are closed. And then you get to the W's and you're waiting for that Watertown to show up and mm-hmm. you're still going to school. And sometimes it'd be Waterville, Elysian Morrison, yes. or whatever WEM yes. is. And you're like, no. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that was the worst. Yeah. 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 Uh, anywho, we are here to discuss the Minnesota Vikings and whatever mm. else we want to talk about. Mm. Um, they lost to the Detroit Lions, our 10 and 3. Mm. They were actually underdogs entering that game. Mm. Um, your thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings lost to the red hot Dan Campbell led Lions. Well, if I had to have my own take, so really my take. Um, this is your take, yeah. Yeah, I would say that this defense is not Super Bowl worthy. Mm. Mm. That's just mm. really what it comes down to. Um, and that's my take that I originally thought of. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So you're not copying my take from, yes, from Monday. Is that what you're saying? What are you? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay. But <laughs> I was waving goodbye because Wilmer's not two hours late, so we can say goodbye, Holly. Oh. <laughs> drive safe, honey. Drive safe. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, drive safe. Love you. Yeah, love you. No. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, they were closed yesterday the whole day. So. Oh, okay. Well, come on. Get she had her. She day. had her day. Yeah. No, oh, come on. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, no, the offense was good in spots. The one concerning thing I saw this stat on Twitter, curious on your thoughts, um, it was something like 34% of Vikings rush attempts have been one or less than one yard yeah. in the last, like, five weeks or something like that. It was some very close to that stat. It might be mm. a, a yard or, you know, a percentage point off or something, but... What do you think about that? Because, I mean, that Dalvin Cook is obviously a good running back. He hasn't gotten worse. I know um, Lions, it seemed like they kept trying. They just kept trying it. They kept plowing it up the middle, plowing it up the middle, and just wasn't – nothing was there. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, it's still a trend of five weeks where, I mean, if a third of the time that you run the ball, you're getting zero yards. I mean, that's that's a substan- it's worse in the league if you're running, by the way. Yeah, and I don't have the some random news Twitter guy. Yeah, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I did notice that they do run the ball with Christian Derrissaw in the lineup much better. True, yeah, um, that's fair. He doesn't have a center, yeah. And he's been out of the lineup for the last four to five weeks, which is what your statistic was alluding to. Yeah, that's fair. uh, Sounds like he's going to be back in the lineup this week, which is good because our backup got injured and only Udo was going to have to play uh, or start and... I have distinct memories of Udo starting last year and being really, really, really bad. Um, mm-hmm. So more like, Christian, oh, no. Yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> having Christian, having Christian Derrissaw back this week against the help, yeah. Colts should help. 
Um, and there's been a lot of conversation about the future of Delvin Cook in the Minnesota Vikings uniform, too. Uh, people have mentioned that his production has been down. He still seems like a very good, serviceable running back, but um, it does seem like he's lost a little bit of a step. doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he has as quick as a burst as we are used to seeing. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that comes with the amount of hits. He's had quite a few injuries over the years, ACLs, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's what a lot of NFL teams are realizing is that it doesn't. There's very few guys that are worth paying that second contract big money to in the long mm-hmm. run. Um, a lot of teams are realizing, like, hey, if we just basically keep cycling through rookie contracts and have, you know, you might never hit that A plus guy, but you're always going to have like a B minus at your running back position. And then most schemes in today's world, that's kind of all you need. You know, there's the Christian McCaffrey's of the world and. Even Dalvin Cook, I would have lumped into this, you know, kind of category that those guys that are worth the second contract. Um, mm-hmm. But for a lot of teams, it's kind of that committee split back. We don't need to have a home run hitting. I mean, you could see it in the draft too. The first running back drafted last year was it was pretty late. I don't even think it was in the first round, right? Wasn't it early second round? I think so. Yeah. Um, but that used to, you know, even a handful of years ago, right? Saquon Barkley was the fifth overall pick or whatever he was. Like, you, I don't know if you're ever going to see that again with running backs. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. not for a while. You know, I don't. Maybe something switches, but yeah, um, it'd have to be extremely special, like right, Adrian be, Peterson or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you mentioned already. Um, what were your thoughts on the play when the? It's been a lot of controversy surrounding this play. Uh, the Vikings drive down the field. They hand the ball to Dalvin Cook. He's looking to pass the ball to Johnny Munt, I think. And uh, he fumbles. The Lions take over. Kills a long, sustaining drive by the Vikings offense. And um, there's a game momentum-shifting yeah. play. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people ripping it. I have zero problem with it. And yeah. this is why. So first, jumping back to that stat, like, you know, it's it's kind of... What's the right phrase? You know, the, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Mm, like yeah. running it up the, you know, we have been clamoring, we as the fan base, the last few years, Mike Zimmer. Hey, let's be creative in the red zone. Like, I'm so tired of we get to first and goal from the four and we <laughs> run it up the middle three straight times, right? Yes. I've, we've heard that for the last seven years. Like, why did we just run up the middle three times? There's no creativity, right? Mm-hmm. And then, Now we want to nitpick when Kevin O'Connell is known for his creativity around the the red zone and the goal line, right? That's a play that if it works, no one says a word, obviously. Everyone's all, wow, wow, look at that play call. What a play. What a play. What a play. What a ballsy, gutsy, just unique. That's the kind of offense that we want. Yeah. And and really, fundamentally, like, it should have worked. Munt was wide open, first Mm. of all. Um. I don't think, again, the running game was not working, so running it up the middle wouldn't work anyway. Um, and then secondly, or thirdly, or whatever, fourthly, thirdly? <laughs> thirdly, I think. And then you would never expect your right guard. I don't know if you watched the replay closely. There was another replay. They showed a replay of it. On, it was on Twitter. Um, was it, who was our, I don't even know who our right guard was yesterday. Uh, who was our right guard? Oh, is it uh, that Ingram guy? It was it Ingram? Yeah, I think it was Ingram. Yep. Um just got like absolutely like obliterated. Like not even like oh I held him for a second. Like it was like chucked to the ground like bad like instantaneously. Mm. And it's like if that even if 
he holds this guy for a second and a half or a second, right? Like Cook probably has enough time to do the little jump pass and it's a touchdown. So, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things that like, I'm sure they pointed to and said, Hey, this was, this was going to work. We just got to, you know, hold our guy for a second longer. Um, and it's really that simple. So, I mean, the, the lions did not know that play was coming. They did not have any defense for it. Right. Other than the one guy just making a heck of a play, destroying our lineman and going and breaking up Dalvin cook. So, yep. No problem with the play call. I mean, it's again, aggressive pl- uh, playmaker play callers, like sometimes you end up with the egg on your face and that was an instance, but it wasn't really the play calls fault in my opinion. So, yeah. And you could, I, I, I totally agree with your point and you cannot credit. I, I watched a Dan Campbell clip. He's on the Pat McAfee show and he mentioned that he had no idea that they were going to throw it to their massive offensive lineman. Um, oh, yeah, I saw at the end of the yeah. game because he was too distracted by the wave or whatever going on in the stadium at that moment. So, uh, su- uh, a surprising admitted admitted distracted head coach at the end of the game. Um, but you cannot credit that play call for it being unique and uh, trying something different or the fake punt um, mm-hmm. at the whatever quarter that was, second quarter, I think, something like that, on fourth and seven at your own 26-yard line. And then have that go for what forty yards or whatever, and then you criticize the unique play of Kevin O'Connell and Dalvin Cook. I mean, if, if the guy isn't open, Dalvin Cook needs to hold on to the dang football and not fumble if he is scared to throw the ball or whatever. And I've heard it tossed around that um, this isn't the first time that they've practiced that play, right? I mean, this isn't like right. they went into the Detroit Lions game. Oh, you know what'd be fun? why don't we hand the ball to Dalvin cook and throw it to the tight end in the end zone without practicing it one single time? I'm sure they practice that play all week long. Right. Right. Well, probably all season long, right? All I mean, season long. Yeah. You know, sprinkling it in there. And then like you said, I mean, they wouldn't call it in a game. If like half the time that they ran it in practice, Dalvin cook fumbled or threw an interception, like, you know, right. there, I would, at least I, I would hope I've never been to an NFL practice, but I would hope <laughs> that whatever they are, Right, whatever they're not calling yet. in a game, not yet, not yet. Not yet. Um, whatever they're calling in a game, right? They have a reasonable confidence that it's going to work, or at least has a good chance of working. Just the same as any sport, right? Like in eighth grade football, even like I'm not calling plays that I know are, are like if we suck at it in practice, I'm not going to call that play in a game because I we can't do it in practice. How are we going to do it in a game, right? I mean, so I would imagine the same laws apply to the NFL. So I have a way of describing this game because um, I'm going to share a story in a little bit, but this right here describes how I felt during this game. And some kind of Uh-oh, are you getting copyright? So madness. Am I going to get copyrighted? I don't know. I don't think enough people listen to the Minnesota Tim podcast to, to <laughs> copyright me. So that's why the Kevin Harlan calls work and some of the other stuff works too. Um, and I've seen other podcasts use stuff like that before and they're just fine. So uh, we're going to go with it. But that song, <laughs> I think, perfectly explains the Minnesota Vikings loss to the Detroit Lions. Why? Because I was thinking about it the other day. When I saw so, I take care of Zoe on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, our baby girl. Okay. Haley goes to work on those days. And we go visit Haley at lunch 
probably 95% of the time, you know, in case you sleep in or cranky and it's kind of tough to manage. But, um, and when I, and, and when we leave, sometimes I run into a school bus. Okay. And the school bus turns on the lights and you need to stop. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then I turn left and then I run into a dump truck. It's like, okay, I finally got away from it. I'm going to be free from here on out. And then I turn left and then there's a dump truck taking out a garbage can. I was like, oh, my, are you kidding me? And then there's a stoplight. And it's like, oh, okay, the stoplight is green 98% of the time because that's a dead-end street. There's no reason why this should be red. And the stoplight turns red. Every single little thing on this route to go see Haley at lunch is going wrong. Like, I, I can't get a green light. I can't get past this dump truck. I'm hitting the school bus. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And that's how it felt watching the Vikings versus Lions game. As soon as we got some momentum going, the Vikings defense would give up a 100-yard touchdown play to Jared Goff and Jamison Williams. They would throw the ball deep and easily get a touchdown after the Vikings offense marched right down the field. As soon as the, you thought the momentum was going to swing in the Vikings' direction, they kick an onside kick, and they get the first down by throwing it to huge fat number 51, uh, who tumbles to get a first down. So watching that Vikings game was madness, like a drive to work hitting every single possible crappy thing on the road. Yeah, well, it was some karma, right? Obviously, we've had some fortunate luck the last yes. seven, eight, nine weeks, and uh, <laughs> yeah. that was the first time that, you know, it kind of we couldn't do that same formula that we had been relying on. Um, so that was, yeah, it's, I, I don't see it as a troubling loss other than the defense, which I think we would have said was troubling before last week. Like, it didn't change. Yeah. Um, I will say I saw a lot of, you know, news or, you know, press conference stuff about O'Connell and saying just how we need to address the defense. We need to really adjust things because things aren't working. You know, it's year one. They're trying to figure out the best way to do everything, like blah, blah, blah. So, like, it seems like he's going to be accountable in terms of trying to figure out what they can do within the parameters of what they have to right. make it more playoff acceptable. Because, I mean, it, it made me laugh. It's... Besides the point a little bit, but someone it was like basically Vikings chances of winning the division before last week, ninety nine percent. Vikings chance of winning the division after last week, ninety nine percent. Like yeah. I mean it's so it's it's silly as it is, it's about getting momentum and figuring out can you know, how can we be the best playoff team that we can be. Obviously you want to win as many games as possible, you don't want to lose the lions, blah 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 blah. But the Vikings are in the playoffs unless they somehow go over and the Lions go four and So like and maybe it's this about loss getting ready. Go- yeah, and maybe this loss is going to be good for the Vikings. Just picking up off of your point, because it's hard to go into the media after a win and say, you know what, we need to shift and adjust the Minnesota Vikings defense, and we need to look at different possibilities to get a better pass rush or blitz more or figure out what we're doing with our cornerbacks. I think that's hard to do when you intercept Mike White in the end zone. Um, or Josh Allen in the end zone, or Taylor Heineke in the end zone after a <laughs> game-winning defensive drive, right? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. I just yeah, no, you're right. It. I mean, it's easier to right. It's and I'm sure that you know they're not probably doing this, but it's just you you ignore your flaws a little bit when you're on a win streak, right? Like even like when I was you know last five years of watching when Jenna Clue and I would look at film after a game or something, right? If you squeak out a win it's a lot easier to be like, well, you know, like those turnovers weren't as big of a deal or like, you know, you kind of just, you kind of excuse it a little bit. Um, Like you still talk about it, of course, but you just, in your mind, you don't do it the same way. 
Mm-hmm. Versus when you lose that game, suddenly those the same exact fifteen turnovers like feel ten times worse because you know if one of them came back, you could win the game or whatever. So it's just that's kind of your your point is correct, right? It's a lot easier to actually adjust things after a loss because then you really, hopefully, you realize as a group, you know, hey, we're not good enough right now. We need to fix some things, especially when it's a trend. Obviously, if it's a one off, then whatever. But the defense is clearly trending towards basically being the worst in the league at giving up yardage. So that's not ideal for a playoff run, to say (laughs) the least. (laughs) I thought it was interesting that Justin Jefferson broke the single-game wide Mm -hmm. receiver receiving yards Minnesota Vikings record um, days, well, maybe days, a week or two after we did a pass-or-fail test based on who had mm-hmm. the most receiving yards in Minnesota Vikings history in a single game, which you got that answer correctly. I think I had Randy Moss or Chris Carter or Adam Thielen or Sidney Rice or something like that, or Sammy White. Mm-hmm. And he did pick Sammy White, and Justin Jefferson broke Sammy White's single game record. I think he had like 213 yards, something like that. Could mm-hmm. have had 260 yards, but the rest that he uh, stepped out of bounds. Yeah. Um, scored a touchdown on that drive later anyway, but would have saved ourselves time late in the fourth quarter. Um, your thoughts on Justin Jefferson's outstanding performance? Kirk Cousins was outstanding too. Do you credit Kirk Cousins more, or do you credit Justin Jefferson more for the <laughs> big game? I don't know. It's hard to say. I with how with how generally not great Kirk Cousins stats have been. Overall, I mean, they're not bad, but they're just not like insane. I I, I lean towards crediting Justin Jefferson, um, especially because there's been very few games where Kirk has really lit up other receivers, right? Like, it's not like you're seeing Thielen or KJ Osborne or Hawkinson have even a hundred yard game. So it's it. I think it just shows how Jefferson is just that special of a talent. Um, yeah. Because he's the one that's getting 100 to 200 yards now uh, per game. So, um, did you see the Shannon Sharp Skip Bayless clip recently? Uh, no, I saw that there was one that that went viral where like everybody was mad at Skip, but I refused to click on it because I oh, okay. refused most Skip Bayless content. Yeah, it was just it's pretty. Was that the one you're talking about that went viral or what? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna reference it right now. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, are you jealous because Kirk Cousins is better than you? Yeah, because well, who is he was ripping Brady, right? (laughs) Yeah, Shannon Sharp was ripping Brady, and Skip Bayless made it personal by saying that uh, Tom Brady had a better, longer career than you. You had to retire at 35 years old, and and Shannon Sharp took off the glass. Um, but I was gonna, so I was gonna basically say, are you yeah. jealous because Kirk Cousins is a better NFL quarterback than you? Is that why? And I would have said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have had to go get my glasses and take them off. Yeah, yeah. I'll just it would have been a great moment. We maybe we can pretend we can set it back up, not cut any of that that we just talked about. But Absolutely we set not. Set it back yeah. up. Yeah. Are you then- are you saying that Justin Jefferson is? had a better game than Kirk Cousins because you're jealous that Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than the ninth grade Jacob Wondersee ever was? Now, now this metaphor, now I'm just confused. <laughs> Who am I better than? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh. Are you jealous that Kirk Cousins is better than you? Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. We're supposed to be more fired up about. I know. I just said the moment was lost. Yeah. Okay. All right. Third time. Should we try a third time? Yeah. Let's try the third time. <laughs> Are you jealous that Kirk Cousins, an NFL quarterback playing for the Minnesota Vikings, had a better career than Jacob Wandersee after his concussions in ninth grade? Never in my life <laughs> have I been so upset. How's that? That's good. That's good. Really yeah, that's good. I thought that was yeah. way better. Yeah. 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 Um, I actually think that Kirk Cousins had a better game than Justin Jefferson. I think yeah. Justin Jefferson um, was a product. Of course, Justin Jefferson had to make great plays, great catches. But uh, Kirk Cousins was getting crushed again in the mm-hmm. pocket. And he has just been doing such an amazing job this season of giving Justin Jefferson an opportunity when it seems like he's covered by two or three guys. Uh, there's a couple of times where the cornerback wasn't paying attention to the ball. And I just wish Kirk Cousins would do this more, throw it to the wide receiver, because how many times do you see Vikings cornerbacks not paying attention to the ball? They throw it to the wide receiver and it's a pass interference or uh, it's a catch, uh, a back shoulder play catch or whatever, and it's 20, 25, 30-yard plays. And he did that a lot against the Detroit Lions. And the play where they said Justin Jefferson stepped out of bounds, Jefferson was covered easily, and he was not wide open to the naked eye. But the the cornerback was not paying attention to Kirk Cousins. He he did not know where the ball was. Cousins threw it up. Jefferson came back and got it. So, I mean, it's hard to credit one over the other. It is, They both need to make plays in order to come together. But the way Kirk has been playing this season has just been dramatically different than the Kirk Cousins we've seen in years prior. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's interesting because now it's been a few weeks that I looked at his stats, but right, he's thrown more interceptions this year, been on pace, you know, throwing more of them. He's been, it's, the, the stats look different, but it seems like he's playing better. Like his stats objectively kind of looked better last year in a lot of ways, but he's a better quarterback this year, if that makes sense, just because of the aggression that they're having him play with. So yes, it's an interesting, cause like a couple, you know, at a, for a second when we were, what were we 10 and two, you know, whatever people were kind of like, Oh, is, is it even possible that Kirk cousins could be MVP? And you look at the stats, like, well, probably, you know, no, yeah, <laughs> not compared to Mahomes or Hertz or whatever, but, um, it's just kind of interesting that his yeah I don't know but yeah he's playing he's definitely playing well definitely playing I know well. this year I said Kirk Cousins would be a top five MVP candidate but I just meant next year Kirk Cousins uh, could be but a top he's not five like MVP candidate. top five he's probably I, if, I would guess he was in like the ten to twenty range probably yeah, yeah I would guess which is even that is honestly like probably as good as you could expect for your statement of saying top five I mean. The fact that they're ten and three, and he even at least, <coughs> excuse me, and that he even was in the conversation for a second, is should validate your take enough. Yeah, so. yeah, it should validate my take. I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, Europa of the week for the mm. game that we lost. I mean, you could put it on a Detroit Lion if you wanted to, or you could put it on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's really winning re- recently because the Minnesota Gophers basketball team has been racking up the losses. Oh, yeah, they stink. They, they could be good next year. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves have be. been racking up the losses. Back-to-back losses against the Trailblazers. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know who you want to put the robe mm. on. Maybe you want to put it on your wife or heading out the door this early to go to school at eight or Litchfield school. I don't know. Who do you want to put your robe on? There's a lot of options. The other one, for more of a local take, maybe an idea for your podcast too. The uh, Sonato sisters squared off in a big 10 battle. Did you see that? I did see that. Yes. Maggie, yeah. Maggie at uh, the Gophers and Monica in Iowa. Yes. Iowa is, is way better. They got the Caitlin Clark lady. Yeah. They're a, uh, yeah, championship contender. I, I honestly don't know how great the Gophers girls are. Are they good? Do we know? Um, they're six and five. I looked it up yesterday. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. So that's a podcast idea, by the way. There you go. The sisters, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that's that's probably not the robe of the week there. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my man Penny Sewell. Is that because the guy who was the pass? I always enjoy when an offensive lineman does something other than block, and that was fun to watch him go in motion and catch a pass. It was a good idea because I, I wonder how often in NFL history an NFL lineman has gone in motion. <laughs> you know, because like, he was in like the slot and went in motion. Because like, I'm sure that's why it was confusing because the Vikings defense was like, well, okay, we don't need this. <laughs> He's going to be a blocker. He's an actual Who's blocker scary? on the field. Who's going to rotate over to guard him? And then he just leaked out for that route. So I wonder, I bet that's, I mean, that concept's a good idea. Because then, right, you could use him as like a lead blocker. So I'm going to go with Penny Sewell for making, you know, putting the stamp on it because that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, man, it's so hard to think of a robe of the week. I'm going to put the robe of the week on Jacob Wandersee for getting up at 6 o'clock oh. in the morning. When school doesn't start until ten, mm-hmm. yeah, easy decision for me. It was well, yeah. I mean, really, we could give it to probably Justin Jefferson for breaking the Vikings single single game record for yards. <laughs> well, they but, lost. Hey, the Minnesota Tim podcast where we our robes are different. You know, we that's that's what other podcasts would give their robe of the week too. But we we are outside the box thinkers. Yeah, that was an that's an easy one. I mean, right. think a little bit outside the box, please. Yeah. Do you have we anything else? What's that? Go ahead. So we want to be different. Yeah. We want we to all. stand out in the podcast world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you hear that? I did. That's <laughs> the kind of content we're different. <laughs> That's what kind of content we're looking for. We're trying to stand out in the podcast world. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. All right. Did you have anything else you wanted to mention? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think uh, ending with your... You know, human trumpet is. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I try to mute my microphone, but then, and I try to fart, but then I, un- I, I, it was a little bit of a delay. So then I unmuted my microphone because this isn't the first time I farted during the podcast. I'm telling you, I mute it, I fart, I unmute, and then we're good. But I just mistimed the mute of the microphone. That's a rookie mistake. Is what it, that is. It yeah, like. it was a rookie mistake. It you was, think someone has oh. experienced? I mean, since the St. Cloud days, you've been. Muting and unmuting, unmuting mics. That's been like seven, eight years now, or nine years, whatever it's been. So yeah, it's been tough. That you'd think a veteran like you would not make a mistake like that. You would think. You would think. <laughs> things happen. I tell you what, yeah. things happen. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Jake's Takes in Minnesota. Tim, have a great week. We'll be back next Wednesday, most likely after the Minnesota Vikings clinched the NFC North against the Indianapolis Colts. Jacob, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Skull. Skull. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 